0: hi guys welcome back to the podcast welcome to a new week of it is what it is i hope you guys had a really good weekend um things are so crazy right now um Literally, I cannot believe that it is about to be Christmas. Thanksgiving is this week. It's Thursday. And that to me is crazy because I literally... I keep saying this. I remember the beginning of this year like it was yesterday. And sorry if I sound a little like... I don't know, like monotoned or like under the weather. It's because I am kind of. I thought it was allergies, but I definitely think that it's some sort of like flu or cold i'm coming down so i'm currently trying to fight that off i have like sniffles i feel like you guys have been able to tell in these past couple of episodes but thanksgiving is thursday i'm super excited thanksgiving is i feel like one of the holidays that gets very underappreciated because it's not one of those holidays where like it's not like christmas you know christmas everyone goes all out you know what i mean um And I love Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving food. Like, I don't know about you guys, but my favorite Thanksgiving food is, like, dressing and stuffing. I love that stuff so much. Don't get me wrong. I love the turkey. I love the ham. I love the potatoes. I love the cornbread. I love it all. But the dressing and the stuffing are quite literally my favorites. I could literally eat that for the rest of my life, I think. So it's so crazy that... It's Thanksgiving and then it's Christmas and then the new year and then 2024. I had a very exciting meeting this morning with um, Delana. I work for her for Female Force. If you guys have been following me for a little bit, then you guys have seen and known that I work for Female Force Agency, which is a staffing agency that goes for market shows. So, like market, um, Dallas Market, Nashville, Atlanta. We're starting Miami um in January I think or at the end of this year and I'm super excited. But we had a very exciting meeting this morning. I can't go too much into detail and I won't, but I'm super excited to talk more about Female Force and the work that I do there and the new work that's coming and everything that me and Delena and everyone else are trying to put into. So that was this morning. Super exciting. And this past weekend, a lot kind of happened. You guys know I'm graduating soon. I graduate in literally two weeks. I think I graduate, yeah, in two weeks. Not next Friday, but the next Friday. And I am, I'm so stressed. I feel very stressed. I feel like I have nothing prepared. I feel like I have nothing done, but I do. Like, I have my tickets. I have my dress. I have my cap and gown. But I haven't taken any photos. I haven't planned any parties. I haven't sent any announcements. And to be honest, I think I don't want to do that. I My mom was talking to me and she was like, Oh, like, don't forget to take photos or have you gotten announcements done? Or do you want to do a party? And to be honest, I feel like I'm so stressed out right now. I don't even know why. Like, I was talking to Juan and my mom, and my mom, and she was like, you should not feel stressed. Like, you should feel the opposite of stressed. You should feel so relieved that you're finally done. And I do it in, in some sense, but I feel like I'm also very stressed out because, I don't know, I guess it's like one of those things like for your wedding, like the day of your wedding, you're stressing out that everything's going to go wrong. That's how I feel for graduation. Yes, I have my dress, but I haven't even tried it on. I don't know how it looks. I'm going to do that today. My cap and gown, I don't have it technically. It's at my parents' house and I'm going there next weekend to go pick it up and everything like that. But as of a party goes, I've had a lot of people ask what I'm doing. And to be honest, I don't feel like doing it. And I don't want to feel bad about that. I feel like when it comes to graduation, yeah, it's good to get the photos done and the party and to celebrate. But honestly, I think I just want to do a, a dinner um, and just celebrate with my close friends and family. I think that's all I want to do. And for announcements, I didn't even get photos taken because to be honest, I kind of did everything for graduation last minute. Um I literally forgot that I had to get tickets, and my family and everyone who's coming is basically sitting at the top of the stadium, because tickets came out way back in, like, September, October, and it's literally two weeks before I graduate, and I think I bought tickets, like, two weeks ago, like, come on, Kyla, like, get your shit together, but I kind of did everything last minute with graduation, just because it kind of crept up on me, like, Last week, I literally thought it was months away, and then I looked at the calendar, and I was like, oh shit, it's actually two weeks away. Like, like it's insane. So I feel like I've been pretty inactive on a lot of my socials, and I feel like you guys can kind of see that. If you can't, then that's really great for me, because I'm trying my hardest to make sure I'm not feeling, I'm not having y'all feel like I'm inactive, and I feel like it's showing because I kind of have drifted apart from social media a little bit if you guys can notice and I think part of it is just with graduation coming up I'm completely stressed I'm I'm driving all over I even like even now I feel like I'm coming down with like a flu or a cold and I'm trying to battle that and get over that and still trying to do all of these things and I feel like it's showing and it sucks because I don't want to get burnt out but unfortunately I kind of feel like I'm getting there in a sense. I don't want to say I'm totally burnt out and I'm going to stop social media and this is weird because in the last episode I said that I'm going to try to do as much as possible and now I'm sitting here saying that I feel burnt out a little bit low-key but that's just something I've been asking myself lately. Am I getting burnt out? And it's weird because I have been doing this since 2020 um, for the real ones who have been here since the beginning. I started social media in March 2020 in right in the beginning of COVID because when everything was shut down and everyone had to stay home, I literally was like, well, why don't just I just start getting cute every day and getting dressed every day and then just taking some photos. Why don't I start doing that? Because I've always loved YouTube growing up I watched like Bethany Moda, Alicia Marie, like Meredith, like Sierra, like all of those OG YouTubers. I grew up watching, and so I already I always and already loved social media and YouTube. And it was kind of in 2020 when COVID hit when we were all staying staying stuck at home, I kind of was getting into that. Maybe I should try it. Maybe I should try social media, see if it works out, whatever. And I did not think that it would get to the scale that it is, not saying that I'm big because I'm not, but I definitely have a little bit of a following and of a platform and people who do pay attention to me and I am getting noticed by people slowly but surely, but I'm so grateful for that, I'm so grateful for the spot that I am at right now and to the place that I I am because looking back, like, if you were to tell, like, 2020 me, like, Hey, you started this. This is where you're going to be in three years. Like, I would not believe you. It is so crazy. And, like I said, I'm not that I'm huge yet. Fingers crossed. Come on, you guys, help me out. Um, but I definitely do have somewhat of a following. And I do have people out there who have said to me and came up to me and DM'd me, like, I love your content. You're really good at what you do. Um, I had a meeting this morning and that's what someone told me. They were like, you're so good at what you do. You need to get on a bigger scale. And I feel like with graduation and me graduating, finishing school, I should be excited about that. Like finally, I can finally put social media in the front burner. It's not on the back burner because for the past three years I've been doing it part time. And then at the top of this year, I've officially been doing it full time for almost a year. And I am excited about where it's going, but I can't help but feel a little bit burnt out like it is so hard for me lately to get up out of bed at a reasonable hour get ready get dressed film a day in my life fill some tiktoks get some photos get some content for brands whatever like it is so hard for me and I hate that because I've almost been doing this for four years March in 2024 will be four years of doing social media and I love it like I love connecting with brands and I love getting content and just being on my phone like not just necessarily being on my phone 24 7 but I love the content I'm making and the content I'm pushing out and I like I love the progression I've seen but I can't help it's just like lately it's I just feel a little stuck and I don't know if that's getting burnt out because it's not like I hate what I'm doing I don't I love what I'm doing I don't wake up in the morning and think oh like I I hate what I'm doing you know I don't want to do this I do I want to do it but it's just it's getting hard to kind of find that drive you know like I want to do it but I can't find the time or the drive to do it and I hate that you know I've learned so much in the past three almost four years I've done social media I have learned what it's like to talk to brands and to network and exactly how to pick apart your analytics and your engagement and go step by step what it means and go into detail and learn from that and how to grow from that. I've learned so much. One of the things I have learned is how to just be more confident in myself. I've been doing this for almost four years and I'm just now starting to learn to how to not give a fuck of what people think in public like I'm just now starting to get comfortable whipping out my phone vlogging for a tiktok or a vlog or getting a story or a photo I'm just now getting comfortable with that and I love that because there are so many times I see content out that other influencers are posting and I was out doing something similar but I didn't get any content because I was so scared of what people were what I was so scared of what people would think and now I can tell I'm just now starting to get used to that. I don't care what people think. I will whip out my phone, get a photo of my lunch, get a photo of my outfit and not, and not give a fuck. I can tell I'm just now getting comfortable with that. And I've gotten so much confidence in that. And another thing that I've learned so much in social media is obviously just the work ethic and realizing how much goes into being doing social media you know you always it's 2023 you know these days no one has a regular job anymore everyone's mostly working online just because of COVID and everything but just because our world is changing and it's 2023 so many people are on social media nowadays you hear so many people oh I'm an influencer oh I'm a content creator but what I've learned is that there's so much work that goes into that term you know, is social media harder than a nine-to-five job? I personally think it is. I think it is way harder because you don't have a set schedule. I think that's, I think in my opinion, that's what's hard about it. Because you don't have a set schedule, you make your own schedule. It's very easy to get into that mindset of, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. oh, I'll do it the next day. Oh, I'll do it next week. And you never get it done. I've done that so much. I've, I've actually been doing that a lot lately. And that's why I think... Am I getting burnt out? Because I've never done this before. Even in the early stages of doing social media, this year, 2023, is my first time doing social media full-time and where part of my income is coming from doing social media. And lately, it's like ever since the semester started, I have ca- I've caught myself doing a lot of, oh, I should do it today, but I'll do it tomorrow. Or this really needs to get done today, but I'll do it next week. And I hate that. I hate that I'm doing that. And you could chalk it up as just school. Like I'm a student. School comes first. But I'm even thinking about after college. I graduate in two weeks. And I should be excited about every day. I get to get up, get dressed. I have time to do this now. I don't have an excuse. And I'm I'm more stressed about it. And it sucks. And I hate that. But... I definitely have learned that social media is a lot harder than what people think it is. And it's a lot harder than what I made it out to be, especially now I'm I'm doing it full time, especially now that I'm growing into a larger scale and I'm getting on brand's radar. I got PR today by, from Victor and Rolf. I never in my life, that's probably like someone listening is, they don't get how big of a deal it is. But for me personally, it's such a big deal to me. I did not think I was ever going to get PR from them and I did and I am so excited I was excited I'm so excited about it because I was like holy shit they know who I am or not them particularly but their social team or their PR team has seen my work has seen me they they reached out to ask to send me this and I literally I didn't even think they were going to send it to me because I remember, I remember getting that email. They reached out to me. And at first I thought it was a scam and I didn't pay attention to it, but you know what? I went back to it a couple of days later. I responded. They asked if I want a perfume, uh, for them to send me their perfume, a PR box. And I replied and I said, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I would love to have some, I would love to, you know, promote your brand or anything like that. I sent them an email and they never got back to me. Like, I thought it was a scam or I thought that it got lost in the mail in the email box or the inbox and I didn't make the cut or something because sometimes brands what they do is that they will reach out to either your team your manager or just you personally if you don't have a manager or a team and they will ask if you want to be on a PR list and sometimes they they will ask do you want to be on this PR list and get PR that it means that you're going to get that PR you're going to be on that list or other times they'll be like would you like to be on this PR list to potentially get a box in case we have extra spots left for gifting opportunities and stuff like that that's what this was they asked for me to be on a list to potentially get, get PR from them if they ever have any more slots uh slots open for for creators to get PR I sent them an email I said yes I would love to they never got back to me and so I took that as oh I didn't get picked um, or they just it got lost in the spam inbox, whatever they just, or they just haven't got back to me yet. So I took it as I didn't get it. I didn't hear f- from them for like a month or so. And I was like, oh, I didn't get it. Like I would have loved to, but that's fine. And then yesterday I actually went back to my apartment to go check on it and pick up some packages because I had a lot of packages to pick up and I get this box and I usually can remember what I've ordered and I kind of keep track of my PR because usually brands, it's 50 50 sometimes brands will reach out and say hey we're going to send you this or sometimes if they already had your if they already have your address on file they won't say anything they'll just send it to you and that was something like this like they did not send me an email saying that hey we're going to send this to you so I got a box and it's like unaccounted for like I don't know what this is I'm like oh I have all of my packages I'm supposed to have there's something extra here what is it do you know what I mean I opened the box and it's Victor and Rolf's Good Fortune Perfume. It's a full bottle size and a rollerball perfume. I'm freaking out. I've always loved Victor and Rolf. I love their products. I've always, al- always, always wanted to try more of them. And this was such a surreal moment for me because to me, like in my head, this is like a big brand. This is a big brand. And they sent me PR and I i was so thankful because never in my life would i think i would be on a brand this big's radar i've only gotten one other pr from a big brand it was from gucci and they sent me their floral perfume that was the only other time i have ever gotten pr from like a big brand you know and i think that was like the gucci one was like two years ago i believe so it's been a minute since i've gotten one from a big brand That was so insane for me. I was so grateful for it. And so I, and nine times out of 10, when brands tell you, like, they're going to send PR, normally PR is just, there's no deliverables required. PR is just free stuff. It's just free shit. Like, if you want to post, you can, but you're not obligated to. That's just PR. And then there's actual Sponsorships where they send you the product and you have to get the deliverables so that's a whole different thing that's another thing that I learned starting when I first started social media is the difference between that because you see PR all the time influencers getting PR and you always wonder like oh like are you supposed to can like are you supposed to post for that or or do you have to and the answer is it just depends on the brand if they ask, like I said, if you, if they ask you, if you want to be on a PR list, a PR list is just them sending you goodies just because they want to. You're not obligated to post anything. You can post a story if you want to, but you don't have to. But if a brand reaches out to you and you, they want to do a collaboration or a sponsored post, that's when they send you a, a goodie. That's when you they, that's when they send you products. Oh my gosh, I'm tongue tied. That's when they send you products nine times out of ten they let you choose of which ones you want to pick for them to send to you or they'll tell you like oh we're going to send you this or we're going to send you that or they'll send you a list and they'll be like you can pick which items you want and then we'll send them to you and then that's when the contract comes involved where you have to talk about your rates and the deliverables you have to do and each rate is different on each influencer and content creator that's another thing that I have learned doing this for almost four years is that you would think a lot of people think that every influencer has the same rate and nine times of ten that's not true like for example my rate is not going to be the same as fucking Kylie Jenner Like a brand is not going to pay me that or even Alex Earl, like a brand is not going to pay me $70,000 for a TikTok. Like they pay Alex Earl because Alex Earl is on a huge different scale and she has way more, way more many followers than I do. They're not going to do that. And I feel like a lot of people think that every influencer gets the same amount of money. And Sometimes that's true, but nine times out of ten for smaller creators like I am, it's like I'm not charging 70K. I would like to, but a brand's not gonna take me seriously if I do that. Um my rates are pretty reasonable for my following. I'm not gonna say what it is because I don't really like to talk about money. I get kind of uncomfortable with that, but just trust my word that my rates are reasonable for my following. And so far, Um, they've all worked because a brand will ask you for your rate and your rate is obviously what you charge per deliverable and nine times out of ten a brand packages it's a package deal usually brands don't just ask for one post they're going to ask for a real a static in feed instagram post a couple stories and a tiktok depending on your platforms so i have instagram and tiktok and pinterest and Usually when I do sponsorships with the brands, my deliverables are always a TikTok, a real or Instagram photo, and a photo on Pinterest. It doesn't and if I wanna post a story, I can. Those usually are my deliverables that I that a brand usually asks of me that I've usually have done. So I'll do a TikTok and then if it's a real or Instagram photo I will always just do the same TikTok and post it on the real just to make it easier but sometimes I don't like to do that because I like to be different for each platform so nine times out of ten if I'm doing a TikTok video I'll do an Instagram photo and I'll do like a a carousel of it like I'll just do a couple of photos mostly three and then I will post some stories if I want to if I want to add that into the mix and then I will do a... Pinterest photo, like I'll post a photo on Pinterest. So I'm, and I'm, I've just now recently started Pinterest. I've just now started to get the whole the whole hang of Pinterest and how to post on there and everything like that. And so your deliverables, depending on what they what a brand p- as a package deal is, or what you charge for, paying how much your rate is. So this is not my rate. I'm just gonna give an example. Say a whole package, so a TikTok, a reel, a f- in-feed photo a Pinterest, and two stories, right? Say that's what a brand's asking for. Say that rate is $1,500. Say like I charge $1,500 for all of this, you know? Um, One thing I've learned when it comes to this, negotiating when it comes to rates, is always pitch yourself higher than what your actual rate is. This is something that I've learned because nine times out of ten, especially if you're a small creator a brand is going to try and take advantage of you always pitch yourself higher than what your actual rate is because a brand is going to want to negotiate with you nine times out of ten and usually they're going to negotiate down and so you don't want to go ahead and say you're asking price already and then you have to negotiate a little down and it's under than what you normally charge for so for example say my rate is fifteen hundred um, if a brand is asking for that, instead of saying my actual rate, which is, again, this is not my r- real rate, this is just an example, say my rate is 1500 but I want to pitch myself a little higher, so I'm going to pitch myself $2,000. That way, a brand can come back and either they'll say, that's perfect, we'll pay you that, you made a little extra money, or 9 times out of 10, a brand will say, that's a little high, can we negotiate a little lower, say 1500 Boom, that's your normal rate and you're not settling for anything less. So that's something that I have learned and that's a tip for anyone who wants to start content creation and is starting to get deals from brands. Always pitch yourself higher than your actual rate because if you negotiate, you don't want to settle for an amount that's under your actual rate. That's something that I have just learned. And another thing that I have learned when it comes to doing social media is just the time it takes. When it comes to doing deals with brands, one thing that I... Because I remember remember when I first started doing social media and doing content creation. When I first started, I never turned down a deal. Ever. I don't care if it was for free. I don't care if they paid me a $100. Like, in the beginning, I never turned down a deal because I wanted to get on brand's radar. I wanted to get experience when it came to content creation. And I remember my first, like brand reached out to me and they asked to send me some products but for free it was just a gifted opportunity and all they asked for was a TikTok video and they and I I I took it I was like heck yeah I'll do it get all of this stuff just for a TikTok video like yes I'm gonna do that I did that for I want to say a whole year and a half and and after a year and a half that's when I started to Learn about rates and deliverables, and what I should charge. And you know, I I I seeked out some help and everything like that. And that's when I started to. Now, from from that time until now, I only do paid deals. I don't do anything free unless it's just PR. Unless a brand is like, we would love to just to send you these, no posting required. Then that's fine, you know. Because if, like I said, if a brand is asking to send you PR and they don't care what you post, you don't have to post. They just want to send you some. That's fine. But if a brand wants to send you a product and they're like, we'll send you this, but just post a TikTok and a photo, even if it's just a photo, I mean a video, even if it's just a TikTok video, that shit still takes so much time to edit, to find out what edits they like, especially if they want pre-approval. That is something that I've learned that takes forever. Brands. If I could say one thing to brands it is that please try to speed up the pre-approval process sometimes normally when you're working with big brands too and if they're paying you a lot of money they're going to want to pre-approve the photos or the contents that you get and that process takes forever i remember i did a collab i can talk about this now because it's over and it's done with i did a sponsorship with qvc and this was back i want to say in august And I remember that pre-approval process for the content took like two months. I didn't get my payment until two months after I sent in the content, like the photos. And I understand on a larger scale if like this is, I understand why it could take that long because you just want to make sure it's right. But my thing is like this brand, like, and I'm not bad bad badmouthing this brand. I loved working with QVC. It, it was so much fun, but they kind of asked the con- like for the content to get very early. I think they asked for the photos in two days, and I was like, that is not enough time to get this content because I have other sponsorships going on, but I did it anyway because I love talking to them, and I was like, you know what? It's, it didn't involve me being all like, part of the content didn't involve me getting all dolled up, hair, makeup, whatever. Cause it was with uh, it was for like a shampoo, and so I just needed to do the before and after. So afterwards, I really didn't have to put makeup on. I just, it was more more so about my hair, so that's why I was like, honestly, you know what? Two days is kind of really soon, but honestly, I think that's doable. I did it in two days. I had one. He was literally on standby for like two whole days. He helped me out so much. Like anytime we needed to get photos done. He would help me out and then we would wait and then I would bring him back and I said, hey, we need to redo this, we need to do this because they would always have all of these edits. And usually a brand sends an example, like a brief statement on what they want, whether it's like the vibe they want, like the, the format, the aesthetic, the camera angles. Like they'll always send over a brief on what they want the content to look like, but they still want you to send it in pre-approval just in case they have any changes they want. And that process took so long long that's something that I actually didn't know on the back end until I started doing social media was how long the pre-approval process takes that takes so long so if I could just like tell one thing to a brand is that kind of speed of the pre-approval process because it kind of pushes everything back because when that content comes out if it takes two days then like my nails are different or my hair was different and like your audience gets confused and it's it's just a whole big thing. So that's something that I've learned and it's crazy because you don't think about that stuff. When you see someone like an influencer take a photo, you're like, oh, they just did that right then, right now. No, so much time and effort goes into getting content, like getting that's why I never take any more free deals because getting content, especially because now my content has kind of evolved or it's starting to and I'm getting to a like, a different aesthetic and so I want it to look a certain way and that takes time especially because with Juan he helps me out 99% of the time when I get my content anytime you see a photo or a video of like me full body what whatever I'm doing nine times out of ten it's wanting take- actually it's all the time it's Juan taking the photo the only time he's not doing something is when I'm doing a TikTok video and like it's like a selfie format like I'm holding the camera and he does so much and he doesn't even work' he doesn't, he doesn't even work for me really. That was something that someone asked me one time. they were like, "Oh, does your boyfriend work for you?" And he doesn't. He is not on any of my payroll. I do not personally pay him at all like he literally helps me out just because he loves me and I love him and I ask him to. I personally don't like the whole like business and relationship duo. I don't think that's a good idea. I've seen it crash and burn with a lot of influencers and content creators and friends. I don't think that's a good idea. Yes, he does help me. but anytime I'm doing a sponsorship where it's like like I need to have like my business hat on like we need to get going. I don't have him a part of it because I don't think that's a good mix. I would one day love, to hire someone, like an assistant or something, one day when I get a little bit bigger. Um, but no, Juan does not work for me. He does help me out a lot, and I'm so grateful for him. But no, I don't pay him. I even remember I was like shook when the girl asked you that. Um, because she said that she follows me on TikTok and I've posted Juan a little bit this over the year. He's starting to make some appearances on my TikTok, and I made a video. I don't know if you guys remember this I made a video it was a trend sound and it was the one where the guy was like you know he's always traveling around and and all that stuff like it was that sound where he's like I don't know what he exactly does but he's really good at it it was that sound I had did that but I was talking about how basically quote my boyfriend works for me and the girl had dm'd me about it and she was like does he actually work for you and I was like no it's just a joke like it was clearly a joke but obviously like for some people it that it wasn't reciprocated like that which is fine like I get it like some it like it's kind of hard to like kind of like anticipate what someone's saying or whatever the I keep I don't know what the word is but kind of translate on what someone's trying to give off on social media because it's through a screen you're not hearing it in person but no, it's. I'm here to say it right now, my boyfriend does not work for me at all. But out of everything that I've learned from doing social media for almost four years, I've also learned how much it kind of takes over. And I've kind of noticed, especially recently, just how overwhelmed it can be, especially if you catch yourself saying yes to too many things like I have. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so stressed out is because I've said yes to so much. I think I have in total 5 sponsorships to get done by the end of the year, and that's actually a lot because some of them don't re- some of them do require a post approval, so I have to send in the content before I can publish it, which who knows how long that can take. It's a one thing that two of them they don't require that they trust me to post what I think looks good because I've worked with them for so long but I have five sponsorships to get done by the end of the year and that is a lot like imagine just how and I don't know if you guys can imagine I don't know if you guys do social media but for the people who are listening who do know a fraction of what working on social media is like that's a lot and I've caught myself saying yes to a lot because I think I'm just I'm getting caught up in trying to get on so many brands radar because I'm trying to make a career out of this because I love it but at the same time I know that's why I'm not seeing any not that I'm not seeing progress because I am with my audience but I feel like that's why things are going a little bit slower because you know that saying is true when they say if you're in it for the fame you're never going to go big because you're in it for all the wrong reasons once you're in it just to be just to be in it, just to have fun for all the right reasons, then you'll go big. Sorry, I just hit something. Um, then you'll go big. And that saying is so true. And in the beginning, I wasn't in it for the fame. Not that I am now because I'm not. I'm just doing what I love. But it's hard to not be into that. It's hard to not notice that because the views is how you know you're doing well. It's hard to not look at the numbers and look at the views and be like, oh, this video got 20,000 views. this video got 20,000 likes I need to start doing this and you kind of lose your own personal brand in it because that one video did great so now you have to do videos like that all the time to get really big but it's hard because you don't want to lose yourself and lose yourself in the fame and the numbers but that's how you get big that's how you grow that's how you succeed so there's a fine line between doing a viral video every now and then but still keeping true to your niche to who you are your organic content and I'm low-key feeling like I've noticed myself sticking more to the viral videos and not content that I love do you know what I mean like I don't want to put out anything that I don't like even if it's viral I don't want to do that that's my one of my 2024 resolution 2024 resolutions oh my god I can't believe we're doing those is to only put out content that I love. I don't care how long it's been or what what it is. I That's all I want to do. Because lately I feel like one of the reasons that I am feeling burnt out. If that's what it is. Is because I'm focusing on the wrong things. I'm focusing on the views. And I'm focusing on the numbers. And that's not what I need to, to focus about. I need to focus on my organic content and being me. And just focusing on being true to myself and that's what will really put me me over the top and just anyone in general who wants to be in social media if there's one thing that I can give advice on when it comes to starting social media is that just stay true to your content you know it's okay to put a viral video in there every now and then or a viral trend but don't let that just be your niche just always viral trends because I, it, that's not going to work. Especially in today's day and age, it's all about being real, and it's all about being authentic. You know, we saw it with Alex Earl. That's one of the reasons why she's so big, is because she's so real and authentic, and everyone loves it. And I, I hate it when people shit on her. I personally, you can hate me or not, I respect the shit out of Alex Earl. So many people don't see the hustle behind her because she's been doing videos since I think the app started. I said 2016, but I think TikTok was here in the US in 2017. But since the app started, she has been doing videos and doing Get Ready With Me videos. And just this past year, she has blown up. And she is the epitome of if you just stick to it, you will go big eventually. It'll all pay off. And I respect the hustle out of her and I respect the shit out of her because she is someone that I personally look up to when it comes to working in social media a lot of other people as well like youtubers like Alicia Marie I've watched her since I was little I respect the shit out of her because she's worked so hard I think people like influencers and content creators like Alicia Marie and Alex Earl I feel like they worked so hard but people only see the fame out of it like with Alex Earl people think she only got big because she's blonde pretty and rich no that's not I don't think that's it at all I think that she just knew how to really figure out how the app works and just how TikTok the trajectory it was going I feel like she figured it out and or it's TikTok platform found her videos and started pushing it. Because that's one thing that's hard to understand. Even to this day, I've been doing this for three years. And even still to this day, I feel like a lot of content creators to this day don't know how the algorithm is working. The algorithm on everything Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, it changes all the time. And that's part of our jobs to keep up with the algorithm and see what's trending. And that's where some trending videos you can put out comes in, comes from, comes in, where that'll help you grow and then once someone sees that one viral video then they'll be like oh she's pretty cool i like her aesthetic or i like her personality or her humor then they'll follow you and check out other videos you've done and potentially even recommend you to some people and i feel like with alex earl she didn't get viral because she's blonde and pretty i feel like everyone who says that just hates on her in my and that's just my personal opinion but i feel like the reason she got viral is because she she figured out how to use the algorithm she figured out how to use figured out how to use the platform and she's been hustling ever since the app launched and I that's what I always remind myself is that just keep going keep pushing and that's one of the tips I will give out to people who want to start social media is just keep going just keep doing what you're doing it'll all eventually pay off now with me feeling burnt burnt out I feel like there's a lot of things that I can help with that and how to fix that and make sure I don't take a break because I don't want to take a break because I love what I do so much and I love social media. But if it comes to it, my mental health is my number one priority. And if it ever came to it, if I do or did needed a break, I would most definitely take it. But I feel like some of the things I feel like that I can do to help with me feeling burnout is just taking things slow. I definitely in the new year, one of my resolutions when it comes to work is to only take sponsorships if I'm really passionate about the product you know I feel like a lot of influencers first-time influencers they come out and they get their first brand deal I was in that phase they get very money hungry every brand that approaches them they accept it because they want to get paid and I get that but I feel like as you get older and as you get more into the industry you start to find your niche you start to find your aesthetic and that way you only partner with brands that fit your aesthetic I remember about a month ago, I, I got an opportunity to work with a brand and they were going to pay me a good amount of money. Um, but I said no because it was for a vacuum. And that would not have made sense to my audience because I don't post a lot of home decor. I'm not a home influencer. My, in, my content focuses a lot. I mean, yeah, my, my content focuses a lot on lifestyle. You know, I I just moved into an apartment and it would have been great because I would have gotten a new vacuum, but I don't post about home stuff a lot. I feel like Emily Kaiser would be someone to do that with or Courtney Cahoon is that I think that's how you pronounce her last name. I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. I feel like with them, that would make more sense because they're moms, do you know what I mean? And they own really big houses and they do a lot of Let's clean the house or let's clean the, the kitchen. And I feel like that would make more sense for them than me. I feel like if I would have posted a brand sponsorship video of me doing a vacuum, I feel like my audience would be confused. And so that's something that I want to start doing in the new year is only take sponsorships that I'm really passionate about and that makes sense for my brand. And that's another tip I could give for someone who wants to start out content creation is just don't take every brand sponsorship that comes your way because you don't want to just if you're trying to be an influencer that does fashion and lifestyle or or if you want to be an influencer that does beauty and travel but you accept a a brand sponsorship that talks about fertility supplements or that talks about you know a vacuum and you've never done that before and that's not really what you're um i'm sorry fertility supplements i don't know why that was the first thing that popped in my head but even still stuff like that that's not your niche that's not your aesthetic your audience is gonna be what the fuck is this you can tell that's just a cash grab that's just you're just doing it for a cash grab so and that's where you lose your audience so that's something that i would definitely recommend and give a tip for for any anyone that's starting out influencing is don't do that stuff i get it i was there i've done that before it's not worth it because you'll lose followers. You'll lose your engagement. It'll just go down. Just stick to your niche. One other thing that I feel like helps a lot is what I said earlier. Just stop comparing yourself to people. I feel like that is the number one thing a lot of influencers and content creators, they get vlog shy. It's because they're paying attention to other people. That took me forever to stop doing. I even, I even still to this day kind of catch myself doing it like if I'm out in public and I'm asking one to take a photo of me in the second I make eye contact with somebody I'm like okay we're done like let's stop because I don't want them to judge when in reality you just don't need like who gives a fuck you know like you like one thing that I tell myself a lot now when it comes to getting photo outside like photos outside in public places with people around is in my head I tell myself this is for work I'm doing this to get paid I'm doing this this is my job and so When I tell myself that, I find myself it's easier for me to get the content done in public because in my head I'm saying, I'm not like, yes, I'm doing this for fun, but also in my head I'm telling myself, this is for work. I need to get this done. And it helps me so much more and I'm not making eye contact with people. That's another tip that I have for anyone starting out is don't make eye contact. Like that is the biggest thing because the second you make eye contact with somebody, it feels like you're done. Like you can't go back to honing in on your screen or your camera when it comes to getting content or vlogging. That's something that I've learned a lot and I feel like that helps me stop feeling so insecure or burnt out or or stressed is when just focus on the work you're doing. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that helps a lot. And in the end, it's you're gonna be so glad you got the content because I've done that so many times where I focus and I don't make eye contact. I don't pay attention to people. I get the contact done. I look back at it and I'm like, oh my God, I love it. And then there's been times where I'm on the opposite side where I'm trying to get work done, get content outside. And then I make eye contact or I pay attention to somebody and I just stop doing because I get embarrassed or I psych myself out and don't do it. And I'm just like, oh shit. Like, I wish I would have gotten a photo over there. It would have been so good. So that's what I feel like can be helpful a lot is to stop comparing don't make eye contact with people you know and stuff like that really really helps and I really really when if I ever did like a how-to or like a TED talk that's my number one thing is to just not do that because it helps a lot and it just makes such a difference because you actually get excited to get content done like when you're not worrying and not comparing to people you it's it's thrilling like i love getting dressed up and getting putting on a cute outfit and going out and potentially getting a cute photo and posting it like the one today i loved it it was just outside and there was people around but i wasn't paying attention to them i was just focusing on one in the camera and when i looked back at it i was like i loved those photos it was so cute (laughs) So it's almost about that time to wrap up this episode. But before I go, I wanted to talk about some things that I am very much excited about looking forward to 2024. And obviously one of those things are just growing my social media career. This next year will be in another year of me doing this full time. Now that I am graduating, I'm literally graduating in two weeks. So you guys, the next... Two episodes are going to be the last two episodes I am going to be making of a college student. So, in three weeks, so in the next, in three weeks, the new episode in that time, I will be a college grad. I am so excited, but that's one thing that I want to focus on. And then in the new year, obviously, it's just new potential sponsorships. A goal of mine in 2024 is honestly, and this one might be pretty high. Is I would love to go on a brand trip in 2024 when it comes to social media goals, like that is my goal for next year. I don't care how long it is, I don't care, like, I that's my goal. That's one of my dreams is to go on a brand trip. So that's something I'm looking forward to. I'm definitely looking forward to the work I'm doing with Delana at Female Force. We had a really exciting meeting this morning. I am so excited for what's coming for female force for FFA. I cannot wait to tell you guys. I can't talk a bunch about it now cuz it we're st- it's still in the works, but get excited. I want to do a full episode on female force and Andre by unit and how I got there and how it works and everything like that. Kind of what I did on the first episode, we were almost stranded. I talked a little bit about it briefly, but not much. And yeah, I'm I'm so excited. But that is a wrap on today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to It Is What It Is podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget that you can listen to this episode and more on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. And also don't forget that new episodes come out every single Wednesday at midnight. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode and I will catch you guys next time. Bye.